I had one nurse that told me, well, at least you still have your daughter. And I lost it. And unfortunately, like stuff like that happens, but I got the at least from a couple other people that were family and friends, you know, and it's just, people don't know what to say. When you have a premature birth and give birth like that, you're still giving birth, you still became a parent. So congratulations is very much okay. And I'm sorry and is okay to say when you lost a child, but saying nothing at all is okay as well. Just saying like, what is there anything I can do for you? Just those kind words or just reaching out and saying, hey, I'm here if you need to talk. Can I bring you a cough? Just the simple gestures of kindness go a long way in any of that. But yeah, you never want to say at least you still have one year children because until you've been in a situation and, and you've lost a child, you have no idea what it's like. You know, you can imagine, but it's it's devastating. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy and thanks for listening in as we talk with leaders in our community. Today we are talking with Haley Sadama, the donor development manager and Amy Thorne, who is the parent ambassador for MarchForBabies.org. It's a mother of a movement to fight for the health of all moms and babies and help ensure that every mom and baby is healthy and America is a more equitable place. Coming up is the year... Coming up is the annual March, which is in person this year. So we'll be talking about that, too. Welcome. We're talking today to March for Babies, and I'm going to let Haley introduce herself, and then she's going to introduce us to the ambassador mom. Hi, everybody. Yeah, my name is Haley, and I am the staff lead for March for Babies. And we're really excited to be back in person this year to give you a little bit of a preview of some stories and different ways that you might be able to interact on walk day. We wanted Amy to share her story. So Amy, why don't you go ahead and tell us your story? In 2016, I gave birth via C-section to my twins and I was only 24 weeks and five days along um, because I developed HELP syndrome. I was admitted to the hospital um, a few days prior to giving birth. I was very, very sick and I had to get the kids out. So <laughs> can you tell us what HELP syndrome is? Yeah, it's hemolysis, elevated liver enzymes and low platelet counts. That so sounds scary. It's very scary. In when I was admitted to the hospital, I had a nurse in my room um, the entire time, which is not common at all. And so I was getting blood work drawn every two to four hours, depending on how my levels looked, watching my liver enzymes um, for sure. So when my liver enzymes spiked again, I was admitted on a Wednesday evening when they spiked again, Friday evening, kind of late, we knew we had to get the kids out. So I had to have the C-section and that was very early in the morning, like 1am. So Gunner Fox was born first and he was one pound 0.9 ounces, only 10 and a half inches long. And then Annalie Lorraine was born second at one pound, 3.8 ounces. And she was 11.8 inches long. They both were very, very tiny. And I was able to be awake during my C-section, which was great. So I got to see the kids before they were whisked up away to the NICU. And my husband was able to follow them upstairs. So but then I was still under a lot of monitoring because I was very, very sick. So that was very scary the first little while. Gunner unfortunately passed away at 34 days old. He was, when they took him upstairs to have the PICC line, the IVs placed, he developed a blood clot 
and it settled into his right lower leg. And by the end of the first day um, that they were born, his leg was already starting to discolor because he had no blood flow from the blood clot. And we were told that he would eventually lose his leg. We weren't sure yet if it would be the whole leg or just below the knee, but time was going to tell. He ended up just getting too sick. He had MRSA, just a lot of infections, and he just, he couldn't hold off any longer. So I'm so sorry. I can't imagine. And the whole time though, you've got the people from March for Babies that are supporting you. Yep. Yes. What kind of things did they do? You know, they were there, the rep at the time, you know, they would check in with us as often as they could. And when they saw us at the, at the hospital, always having support from them, because we could then now I don't know how it is with COVID, but there was like always like a like pizza nights and they always had stuff that it was involved to just check in with the moms if there's anything that we needed moms and dads, I should say, or parents and they were great. I got through a lot of it because of them and their support as long with the staff that we had. So, you know, Amy, I've I've heard, you know, all my life people that have said, oh, we had a preemie. But it wasn't until we had a preemie in our own family that I really realized the horrendousness of what Mm -hmm. the parent goes through. I just can't imagine that your range of emotions and being early. And we were really thankful that they were able to be in a room together because they were so early and they knew we were coming in. Um, We were admitted to the hospital, so they knew we would be delivering that, you know, the NICU staff was very well aware of our situation. And so they were able to move another baby. So they were, they were able to be next to each other in the same room. And that day that Gunnar passed away, Annalie was very distraught and wasn't sure what was going on. And she knew something was wrong. So, and then after that day, again, we thank the staff and everybody because they were able to move her to a different room. So we wouldn't have to go into that room where he, um, where he was as well, but she ended up staying in the NICU for 134 days coming home July 5th. Um, they were born in um, February 27th. So she was there for like a little over five months. She was just really stubborn and didn't want to eat. So she ended up getting a G tube placed and thankfully she was able to get that taken out a month before her first birthday, but she's just stubborn and didn't want, you know, (laughs) But her health was pretty good um, through the whole journey, back and forth between like um, lungs, lung issues, which she still fights today with asthma and chronic lung disease. But besides that, she's, you know, a pretty healthy six-year-old with a typical sass and stubbornness as Haley can attest from meeting her. So <laughs> I think also what people don't realize it, you have a preemie baby and that doesn't mean, oh, they're preemie. We deal with it in the hospital, but I've come to find out that these things will then follow the child through their life. Does the March for Babies, do they support you the whole, they continue their support, correct? Yeah. If you reach out for them, they will continue support with you. Um, and that's why we've stayed, my family has stayed very involved with the March for Babies and Marta Dimes um, to continue our support. So that way, I mean, I would never and ever, you know, have this happen, want it to happen to anybody. And so for us to support them, to support other families is really important. Um, I've also um, volunteered for March for Dimes. I'm a photographer, so I've gone back into the NICU and taken photos of the babies at Christmas time with Santa. And I volunteered on the parent panels that they offer for the nurses. 
where I go in and I speak of our experience and of things, what to say, things not to say. You'd be surprised at some of the stuff we've heard from even staff at the hospital. So it was, it's really good for me as a grieving process, as well as to help support other nurses and really get the word out for March of Dimes as well as what they do and what they can help with. Thank you for sharing your story, Amy. And what would you like to say to somebody listening that would really encourage them to go to marchforbabies.org slash event slash Western Washington? So I would say to anybody, the cause is amazing. They support families, moms, dads, siblings they are there for so much through the whole process of birth and even after birth with the research and the and the donations and everything that you can give it's giving that mom and baby one step closer to finding a way to not have premature birth or just to be able to give those moms and and dads and families the support the extra support they might need and the march of dimes and march for babies is really great with all that as well Thank you so much. I think that people don't understand the trauma that goes along with this kind of birth. And for you, was were these your first babies? Yes, it was my first babies and my first and only pregnancy. My husband and I decided that I was so sick. I'm really lucky to be here today because I almost died, honestly. You know, we decided not to go down that road again, but we could have. And there are several other moms. I'm in part of other groups that do go through and have full-term normal pregnancies after having help or like the preeclampsia or eclampsia. So it was just our decision not to. Trauma definitely is with us. The PTSD I suffer from very, very much. And Annalie is has it as well. Um, you wouldn't think that she does, but you can tell it's, we're very open and we talk about Gunner. We have pictures of him in our home. It's basically a daily thing we do is we mention it or she mentions it. We have a very good support system with our friends and family that talk about him because no mother or father or family wants to forget their baby that's passed away. So by talking about them and saying their name is the biggest honor that you could ever do for your child. So but yeah, trauma is it's horrible. Yeah. I think about yeah. what you said is you want to talk about it, but it seems like the world kind of doesn't want to because mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable. And I love it that not only did you get all this wonderful help, but now you're giving back and you're speaking the language so people can learn. And like you mm-hmm. say, even staff probably at the hospital probably say, really stupid things, not meaning to, but because they don't know what they don't know. And so it sounds like there's support, there's education. So we have the big event coming up. So coming up on Saturday, May 14th, we will be hosting the Western Washington March for Babies Walk at the Woodland Park Zoo. So you can- In person, again. In person. And this is the first time we're going to be in person in two years. And this is the first time we'll also have one walk for all of Western Washington. So we're really excited to bring together the whole region to champion these families like Amy and Annalie and Gunnar and David coming together to honor families like the Thorns and coming together to support the healthcare workers that have been through so much and to bring awareness to the cause because like you said, both of you said, um, what you don't know, you don't know. And the more that we can provide education for our community about 
what causes preterm birth and what to look out for and just different ways to take care of our moms and babies, the, the better off we'll be as a community. At the event, there's going to be lots of fun. We're going to walk. Zoo admission is included in the day. So once you're in for the walk and done, you're invited to spend the day with your family checking out the zoo. There's a new baby gorilla, which fits in really nicely with our mission, of course. If you've been affected by prematurity or anything, we would love to see you and shower you with love and connect you to our community. So we hope to see you at the zoo. So it sounds like people that walk maybe are people that have been supported or families. What other kind of people would you love to see? Just go on your website and sign up for the walk. Everyone. March for Babies is the longest standing peer-to-peer -peer fundraising walk in the United States. And yeah, everybody is invited. If, if you want to find a way to just support your community or love being active or anything, we'd love to fold you into our event and just build this community. It's free. It's oh. a free walk. We obviously encourage people to donate and fundraise, but it is free. We want you to come out and enjoy the day. Parking does cost, but it's the standard uh, zoo parking costs. We would love everyone to go to marchforbabies.org forward slash event forward slash Western Washington and register and join and create a team and come out to the walk on Saturday, May 14th. And I mean, seriously, it's a day at the zoo. Why wouldn't you want to? A day at the zoo celebrating moms and babies. Why wouldn't you? For over 80 years, March of Dimes has helped millions of babies survive and thrive by funding research, education, advocacy, and support for families and healthcare workers. Fundraising through March for Babies helps to support moms throughout their pregnancy, even when everything doesn't go according to plan and other ways, like through the My NICU Baby application and our NICU Family Support Program. So are you already in the hospital or does the hospital call you? How does that all work? Yeah. So at Swedish First Hill, we have a NICU Family Support Coordinator who um, helps navigate different things there. So like Amy was saying, she would normally uh, pre-COVID and post-COVID when we get there, post parent panels for the uh, different healthcare workers. And we would have pizza parties and different celebrations because uh, so many families miss out on milestones and things like that mm -hmm. while they're spending time in the NICU. One of the things that I really want to get back to is hosting NICU baby showers on a regular basis mm -hmm. so that we can have Amy come in and take pictures of those sweet little babies and their families. And so that's our biggest presence. Uh, other places that we have a presence are through supportive pregnancy care, which is launching later this summer. There's a very specific adapted program for Washington that will provide co-current group prenatal care and opioid tre treatment because we know that's something that's a really big issue here in Washington. So that's launching later this summer at four different hospitals. And then a lot of the other support that is tangible is like through the website. Like our website gets millions and millions of views and has every de definition. Like I went to go look for a definition of help and went to our website and it shares a family story about it. And there's so many different things there. And the, the My NICU Baby app there, you can look at where your baby's milestones are compared to their their gestation date compared to their um, actual birth date. And then there's also implicit bias trainings that we can provide for healthcare workers. And so that just got launched. And so we're hoping to fund more of those. And those would be specifically for different hospitals. So I just heard a story about 
a woman who went in, had a baby, and she was a drug addict, so she left. And the baby was premature because they'd had a car accident. So does March for Babies then come in and support that baby and then whatever family they end up with? They could, yeah. If they, Especially if they're in the NICU, they could stay connected. We work a lot with the earlier intervention partners too, to help make like a smoother transition for families where we can. Part of the issue really is COVID has kind of wiped out all of our usual activities. And when you're already stressed going on a Zoom call to talk about the trauma that you've been through, isn't necessarily something that parents want to do. So we're really excited to get back in person when we can and be doing more of that because we know that's the most impactful. You've got this app. I think it's so amazing that the technology that we are in now, if a mom can't get out of bed to go see her kids because she's had her own trauma, that there's this app that she could be looking at, figuring things out. Amy, probably for you, you're like, wait a minute. I wasn't expecting this. I don't even know what all this means. And so I could see where that could be really supportive as you're trying to navigate this whole new world. Yeah. Cause when you open it up, there's different tabs, like one's pregnancy in the hospital, first days in the NICU, what to expect in the NICU, getting ready to go home with your NICU baby and what to do at home with your baby. There's so many resources and so much research behind all of it. It's just a great resource for everybody. Because of the research you're doing, it's actually saving lives because there's new things that can be done for babies that in the past wasn't a possibility. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. And Amy, I don't know if you might be able to add more, but surfactant therapy is something that was developed through March of Dimes research. And that's when a baby's born early, their lungs aren't fully developed. And so surfactant just helps them catch up really quick. So that's something that was developed by March of Dimes research. And something that came out late 2021 was actually, they found a bacteria that can help predict the chances of mom having preeclampsia. So there is research happening now and every day behind this and just trying to find some solutions. I was told when I was born at 35 weeks, I would not amount to anything. And that was all my medical records was don't expect much from this kid. She's going to be really small. And that was in 94. And I'm, uh, I graduated from college early with no debt in Washington state. One in 12 babies is born before 37 weeks. That's That's a lot. Washington actually has a lower average than the U.S. The U.S. average is one in 10. So Haley, what brings you to this work? I have to ask you now that you told us that. Yeah, I actually, so I was a preemie baby and I found out later in life that I was actually a rainbow baby as well. My mother had a miscarriage not long before finding out she was pregnant with me and she had a really, really hard time getting pregnant. And so I always knew about March of Dimes. My, my family did not receive support because the program didn't exist yet, but I always knew that I was a preemie and that affected my life a lot. And then my previous job, I worked at an early intervention agency and something like half the kids that go through that kind of program are born early. And so I really saw the impacts of it. And then I thought I wanted to be a birth doula. And then I figured out that I'm really good at talking. I'm way better at talking about and writing about and spreading the word about issues than I am about actually being in a hospital room maybe. And so I was a March for Babies team captain at my previous agency. And my friend Kristen was like, I think you would really do well here. And so every day what I am working for in my life is ways to make the world a better place. If we can provide the support and create a community and stop this from happening potentially one day, like how much better of a world can it be if we can provide safe, 
pregnancy for everybody. Amy, how did it make you feel when you found out that Haley was a preemie? It was, I mean, it wasn't awesome that you were a preemie, but it was great to know (laughs) you've been in that situation and you are now giving back because you can, you can be like, look, I was born this early. And with parents, you know, if parents ask you like, oh my gosh, I I was, my kid's born at 35 weeks, like what's ever going to happen? And no two situations are alike. Every situation is completely different. You can give guidance and you can give things, but you can never, um, like you can never say like, oh, my baby was born at 35 weeks and they're just fine because that's not always the case. Um, but it was great to know that, you know, she's giving back to her community and doing what it sounds like she found something that she really loves. And she's actually very, very good at her job. So we are blessed to have her in that role that she is in. Yeah. And I feel like it's hope, man, if I was worried, if my kid was going to make it or not, and I saw Haley, I'd be like, yes, (laughs) I have lots of stomach issues, but other than that, I seem fine. (laughs) And again, how it does follow you and how great that, you know, this is a program that's yes, it's for babies, but it's to support that baby through their life. I just think it's so amazing what the March of Dimes is doing. And I feel like any pregnant mom would benefit by going to your website and looking at your, what you have to offer. Marchofdimes.org has so many resources for people and it's free. And a lot of the resources are in Spanish and they're working on a lot of other languages as well. So keep an eye out. So again, the date of your big event is? Saturday, May 14th. Registration starts at 8 a.m. and we will be at the Woodland Park Zoo. That's a question. Do they need to go to the website and pre-register or they just show up on the day? Pre-registration is encouraged, but it is not required. And it's kind of like bring your whole family. Yes, please. We want to see those kiddos. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, we're in the social media age. So if you get registered, post on social media, build your team, get people to come along because Mm -hmm. the difference that this is making in lives is so amazing. And I just look at Amy and after hearing your story, I I just, I want to go and walk and, and be there and support an organization that is so ready to just scoop right down in when, when the time is needed and, and be there. And, you know, like your case, Amy, bad enough, they were preemies. Then you lost one. Yeah. And so the emotional thing for you and your husband, and even though Anna Lee was a tiny baby, she knows, she, she knows something's knows. going on. And to get that support and that love just uh, warms my heart. If people want to get involved or volunteer and they're not sure what is the right fit for them, my email is h-s-t-a-t-e-m-a at marchofdimes.org. Be a volunteer. We love volunteers. (laughs) When you give back, you get such a reward. I just kind of was curious, what are some of the things that people say that are so awful? We were told, well, since our babies were so premature in the NICU, there's options for their nurses to be primary care nurses. So they sign up if they want to, if they want to take care of your child. And since they knew our journey was going to be very long in the NICU, we had several primary nurses. I think we probably had, I want to say close to 10 um, between the two babies. So when you go into the hospital too, and you don't have one of your prime nurses that day, you're kind of like, wait a minute, where are they at? What's going on? You know, because you get comfortable, they become your family. And so the couple of times didn't have our primary nurse. I had one nurse that told me, well, at least you still have your daughter. And I lost it. I, I, I don't even, I don't even know exactly what I said, but I went and talked to a 
the nurse, the nurse man management team. And she was no longer to be taking care of our babies. And unfortunately, like stuff like that happens, but I got the, at least from a couple other people that were family and friends, you know, and it's just, people don't know what to say. You don't, you know, especially like people don't know what to say when you have a premature birth and give birth like that, you're still giving birth. You still became a parent. So congratulations is very much okay. And I'm sorry. And is okay to say when you lost a child, but saying nothing at all is okay as well. Just saying like, what is there anything I can do for you? Just those kind words are just reaching out and saying, Hey, I'm here. If you need to talk, can I bring you a cough? Just the simple gestures of kindness go a long way in any of that. But yeah, you never want to say, at least you still have one of your children because until you've been in a situation and, and you've lost a child, you have no idea what it's like, you know, you can imagine, but it's, it's devastating, but I've also had several people that I didn't know that have lost babies with through miscarriage or stillbirth My acquaintance that I went to school with, and she has lost six babies. I have always been very, very open about our situation and our journey and losing Gunner and our NICU journey. I've had a lot of people reach out to me personally and talk about it. And that is so important for your mental health. I always encourage people if they want to talk, I'm always here. I've made a very good friend who has been in a very similar situation that we were in through the hospital. One of the nurses reached out to me and I have talked to her. I've also talked to a couple other parents that were going through a NICU journey. I was able to give them guidance or just reassurance. Been helpful for me on my end and it's helpful for them on their end. I feel like that's part of what Marcha Dimes has helped to being able to, okay, they have this person on hand. They know some of my situation in my story. So like I'm able to help those parents. It makes me feel good, but it also is helpful for anybody, like I said, going through this, that you're not alone. And sometimes you feel so alone in that situation. Thank you for sharing your story. It's so important. And I think, like you say, people don't necessarily say those things to be mean, but if we can educate people yeah. and tell them, I love what you said, just say nothing rather than yep. that. <laughs> in an average week in Washington, 1,597 babies are born. And on average, 137 of them are preterm. 106 of those babies are born with low birth weight. And then, so yeah, that website to register for March for Babies is marchforbabies.org forward slash event forward slash Western Washington. I'm just really looking forward to the walk and being in person. This is my first in-person walk, so I'm super excited. And this is my fourth year being a team captain. Yeah. And being the, the ambassador family this year has been so amazing. And we are just very, very grateful for the work that March at Imes does and March for Babies and can't wait to see everybody. Awesome. What's the name of your team? Team Fox Rain. So for it's for the kids' middle name. So it's Gunner Fox, Annalie Lorraine. So I combined it for Fox Rain. And do you have a team this year? Yeah, my team name is For the Love of the PNW Moms and Babies. Thank you so much, ladies. And I'm hoping for sunshine for you on May 14th. Thanks, Lori. Thank you. I'm Lori Hardy. And thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference.